is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. America, this is what happens. This is what happens. When you appease and sell out to the enemy. Now, as I've been saying all weekend on Fox, the first to say it, somebody had to say it, now it's being repeated and that's a good thing. Joe Biden rearmed the Islamo-Nazi regime in Iran. Joe Biden rearmed the Hamas, Hezbollah, Nazi terrorist groups. Joe Biden rearmed the Palestinian terrorists in every way possible. The Democrat Party is trying to put a man in prison for the rest of his life. You may have heard of him, Donald Trump. Who literally changed the Middle East. I don't mean he made evil, genocidal maniacs, peaceniks. He had his foot on their throats. He killed Soleimani, the head of the Iranian Republican Guard. He killed the head of ISIS. He cut off the Palestinians because they wouldn't they wouldn't give up terrorism. And he said we're not going to use one American cent which they can claim is for refugees in order to build up their terror operation. He cut them off. Just like the border, just like so much else, Joe Biden comes in office as the anti-Trump. Whatever Trump did, he had to reverse. So he reversed it all. So we've gone from peace breaking out in the Middle East, literally, two and a half, three years ago, unimaginable, success, 
a policy of success that should have been embraced and continued. And he went back to Obama's policy. What was Obama's policy? Obama's policy was to weaken Israel, to empower Iran, create what he and the people now around Biden, those are his people, considered the remaking of that region of the world, where Israel and Iran would be of pretty much equal powers, both would have nuclear weapons, and look what they've done. In Afghanistan, the Afghanis have to pay the price. Look what's happened. And in the Middle East, the Jews are paying the price. Americans are paying the price. There are 200,000 Americans in Israel. Where's Joe Biden today? We don't know. Where was Joe Biden last evening? He was having a barbecue. And so now the Obama staff working for Joe Biden is setting policy, putting out propaganda, working their left-wing media, working their liberals to blame everything, of course, on Netanyahu. Of course, everybody wants to know how this happened. But that's not what the liberals are saying. How did this happen? That is, the left-wing Marxists, so many of whom hate our country and hate the state of Israel. Maybe it was because the radical left-wing minority parties in Israel aligned with Joe Biden were in the midst of a civil war against the Netanyahu government. Maybe that was a distraction. Maybe the call for the IDF to rise up and strike against the Netanyahu government. Maybe that was a distraction. Maybe the endless effort by Joe Biden to undermine Netanyahu's authority. He'd have everybody and anybody over at the White House, president of Costa Rica, doesn't matter. But he treated Netanyahu like a dog. Two weeks ago, the Israelis and the Saudis were within an eyelash of having a peace deal. Never even imagined that would have changed the Middle East in a profound way. But Biden and 20 Democrat senators, including the most radical among them, said no. Not unless they concede a significant amount of land to the Palestinians. So he held it up, Biden. Netanyahu said, no, I don't think we're going to do that. We have a problem. You might, you might have heard of it. It's called the Gaza Strip. No, you're going to concede land. So Biden was already in the midst. You haven't heard any of this today. It's amazing. Already in the midst of sabotaging what would have been an incredible deal between Saudi Arabia and Israel, he and his party.
But here's the problem now. There's a war. And it's a major war. It's a big deal war. And Israel can't lose. If Israel loses, Israel will cease to exist. And you see what's happened so far? With these bloodthirsty subhumans who target the innocent, babies, old ladies, old men, including survivors of the Holocaust, taken away to the other side of the border into Gaza. Can you imagine? They purposely attack first and foremost this music festival where there's a large number of teenagers and young people and grab the girls, kidnap them, take them to the Gaza Strip where they're going to be raped over and over again. Decapitating IDF soldiers they capture. And let me tell you something. Most of the IDF soldiers are civilians who spent a year, two, three in the military there. They're very young. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. They're very young. The Hamas Nazis are using ISIS tactics. They're torturing soldiers. They're torturing Civilians, they're dragging them through the streets. They're putting babies in cages. I have posted relentlessly, relentlessly on my social sites. So you can see what's taking place and also what has taken place in the recent past. It's going to get worse before it gets better, America. We have a Hamas wing of the Democrat Party who get an enormous amount of attention from the corporate media who hate America, who hate our military, who hate our law enforcement, who hate our founding, who hate the Jews, and not just in Israel, Jews, period. They're Marxists. Marxists have always hated the Jews, among everybody else. Tell me, who are the Jew haters among the Republicans in Congress? There aren't any. How about Republicans in the Senate? There aren't any. Joe Biden has always been of two minds when it comes to Israel. But he's always of two minds, even though he doesn't have one. He's never been a great supporter, but he's never really made it a big issue. And so he... And the Obama reprobates, he surrounds himself with... I want you to remember, Blinken was deputy... Secretary of State under Obama. 
This guy Sherman, another Obama guy. They're all Obama people. Obama was, and is in my view, an anti-Semite. Interfered with the Israeli election, much as Biden's interfered with the Israeli election. As far as I know, as of right now, Obama hasn't even put out a statement. Hasn't even put out a statement. Oh, half hour ago. Two and a half days later, what did it say? We ought to come together, show restraint, see if we can de-escalate, something like that, Rich? Pretty much. Because that's the party in that line now, in the Hamas wing of the Democrat Party. What has the Democrat Party done to put down its hate America, Hamas, anti-Semitic wing of the party? Not a damn thing. Has Schumer condemned them? No. Has Hakeem Jeffries condemned them? No. Did Nancy Pelosi condemn them? No. Now some Jewish Democrats in the House and others more sympathetic to Israel have said things, but the leadership of the Democrat Party has said nothing. What about accountability? Accountability. As I said right out of the box when I was on Saturday on Fox, this $6 billion issued not only is the Biden administration lying and trying to get people confused and the media regurgitating what he was saying, I had to put an end to that. And you can see now people are standing up to this. It's not just that money is fungible. Why the hell would we give $6 billion two weeks ago to a regime that wanted to assassinate Mike Pompeo and John Bolton, or any American. It says hate to America while it's building intercontinental ballistic missiles with nuclear warheads. But it's even worse. Six billion dollars in ransom. Obama paid almost two billion dollars in cash in ransom. Well, the enemy sees these things, and they see weakness. They see opportunity. They see exploitation. But for two and a half years, in total secret, Biden and his people have been negotiating with the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran. And their chief negotiator is a well-known Iranian sympathizer. And his classification was pulled a few months ago, and he was yanked. Obama, another Obama guy. And Biden was begging the Iranians to come to the table, begging them to take anything he would give them. And among other things, he waived a sanction against them, and that handed them $10 billion. Among other things, he wouldn't enforce the oil sanctions that Donald Trump put in place. That gave him about $60 billion. Let's see, 60 and 10, $70 billion? So $6 billion chump change. But when you're giving billions and billions of dollars, I don't care if you're giving them billions and billions of dollars to buy lollipops. When in fact, they threaten the life of a former Secretary of State. And they threaten to destroy your own country. You're a buffoon. You're insane. I've got a lot more. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. 
Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals. So, Mark, what should we do? Let me tell you something. I want to read you something. The European Union of all organizations today announced it is freezing millions of dollars of funds to the Palestinian authorities after terror and brutality enacted by Hamas. It would be freezing the supply of hundreds of millions of euros in aid for Palestinian authorities after Hamas's attacks on Israel over the weekend. Austria and Germany were among the countries that have voiced approval of the recent measures by the EU. Oliver Vahey, EU commissioner, expressed the EU strongly supports Israel in the conflict, adding the small country has the right to defend itself and so forth. The European Union is freezing the supply of hundreds of millions of euros to the Palestinian authorities, whether it's the Palestinian Authority or Hamas. What are we doing? Nothing. Six billion dollars. Well, if it's in this independent account with Qatar, freeze it. Why don't they announce crushing new sanctions against Iran? Rather than sabotaging the sanctions that Trump put air in the first place. Three easy steps right there, right off the top. I'll be right back. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. So as I sit here, America, as I sit here, the European Union has backtracked. 
it's not going to cut off funds to the Palestinians. Now, who got to them? Who do you think got to them? Oh, and Biden's going to speak tomorrow evening. You see how they have to be pressured to do everything? We have a good friend on the program here, General Keith Kellogg, co-chairman of America First Policy Institute. You know, General, if I wanted to help destroy Israel, I would fund the Iranians to tens of billions of dollars. I would fund the Palestinians to a billion or two billion dollars. I would undermine their current government there. I would insist when they're negotiating with Saudi Arabia for peace that unless they give major land concessions to the Palestinians, the United States won't support it. In other words, General, I would do everything that the Biden administration has done to reverse what Trump did and go even beyond that. Where am I wrong? Uh, well, you, because you missed one. And the one that you missed is this administration is pursuing a policy of accommodation with mm-hmm. Iran. Obama did it with Biden as his vice president. They're doing it now. They're basically looking the other way. They're giving Iran money. And the real state sponsors terrorism in that region uh, are, are the Iranians. You know, when this occurred on Saturday, and there's videos uh, of Iranian members of parliament chanting death to Israel, death to America. Why in God's green earth are they even talking to the Iranians? They're the real thugs behind these people. And I give the, the you know, this is where this is an existential threat for Israel. And we should support them to the fullest degree possible. And we should tell them quite clearly, we will support you unequivocally and make clear to Iran and its proxies that any escalation will, will be viewed is a threat to American allied interests, and we will act accordingly. Full stop, right there. And what would happen, General, if the Jewish people were destroyed in the Middle East and the Iranians got their nuclear weapons? What would happen? Would that be an existential threat to the United States? I think it would be. Oh, absolutely. And look, I think they're, they're as close as you can get to a nuclear breakout. They, the Iranians, are, you know, with, with a weapon. And it's, it's almost a guy. It, you look at this administration, and I really mean it, Mark. And you, you look at everything they've done to drive the, these enemies together into one group, with the Iranians supporting the Russians, and the Russians work with the North Koreans and the Chinese. You look at brokerage of a deal in the backyard that America's always considered their backyard, where the Saudis and the Iranians uh, made a deal, at which was conducted by the Chinese. I mean, this is insane. I mean, this is, if we're not asking for major trouble, it's right here. And, you know, you just get really, really concerned about what you see, how this administration is handling it. And then today to take a holiday, take a day off, not address what's happening. Oh, I'm going to address them tomorrow night. It's because they're forced into it. Because everybody's saying, wait a second, you're, the, you're supposed to be the leader of the free world and you're missing in action. Mark, I'm telling you, I can't believe that people don't see this. General, what do you think of television networks and cable networks that come to the defense of the Hamas Nazis and blame Israel? Uh, That is, they have guests on, they have hosts on. I mean, basically they're Nazis. Look at what they've been doing to the, the people in Israel. Look how they're targeting babies and killing all these people. Uh... They're doing, you know, the ISIS redo and so forth. Don't you scratch your head sometimes and wonder, how is it possible that so many in the American corporate media take the side of the enemy? 
Yeah, you know, you know, Mark, this is one of those times I'm really glad that people have, uh, you know, video on their telephones because what these the, these terrorists are doing when they're filming what they're actually doing as being put on Twitter, you know, X formerly Twitter. I think that's great because it's great in the sense people get to see really what everybody's talking about on the beheading of Israeli soldiers, on the killing of women in their cars, on the killing of women uh, at a at a festival and men and women and children being harmed children be put in cages i'm sorry this is beyond the pale you know there was a war that was fought and ended in 1945 and we said look there was a moral imperative we're never going to let this happen again this is exactly what you saw what happened what we saw with the nazis in world war ii and for people not to put that moral equivalence together is is just not it's beyond stupid um, and I think we need to call them out and we need to put a lot of pressure on everybody and people keep talking about it. Show those videos and say, where am I wrong? Show me where I'm wrong because they can't. And so here we are now and uh, and they've been getting questions all day. Well, what should we do? What should we do? I don't understand why that's so complicated, particularly with Iran. Why are we putting crushing sanctions on them? enforcing them, bankrupting them, telling the rest of the world, any efforts at a black market to assist that country will be met with force. We will confront you on the seas and in the air, wherever you are. They talk about the $6 billion. It's in a special account. They get, Well, why not freeze it? And why are we freezing all the money going to the Palestinians? In other words, why don't we get back to what Trump did in spades and enforce it. And the answer is because Biden's not going to do that, and Obama wouldn't want to do it either, right? Yeah, well, look, you know, I remember, and so do you, Mark, when the Trump administration cut off funds to the Palestinian Authority uh, for its pay to slave fund, giving monetary rewards to families of suicide bombers, and that means Hamas, Hezbollah, and also Iran. And, and we, used to, we used force to, to basically convey our message when needed to do so. That, this administration won't do it. They're, this whole group that you see there, and they talk about being, bringing adults into the room, they're not adults, and they're basically selling Israel down the river, whether, and they're talking about all they want, and they're going to have to back it. They're going to have to back the only real ally that we've got in the Middle East, the only Democratic ally with Israel. And the fact that we're not doing that as hard as we can is a huge mistake. I think sending the carrier battle group is a good idea, because not because of the airplanes. It's because there's over 400 Tomahawk land attack missiles in that, and if, it, if something really does break out, there's an ability to use those. But you got to have the will to do that, and I'm not sure this president does, or this administration does either. And and that's the fact that we see. Um, it's it's you know it's actually what you see that the scenes were horrific, and they haven't done anything. I mean, look, Obama out today to say something. It took it's taken a while for Biden to even go on television. And and I'm just stunned that more things haven't been said. This should have been people should have been on the first day. People have been standing up and saying this is wrong. This will not stand. This will not happen. Obama just tweeted this almost three days in. All Americans should be horrified and outraged by the brazen terrorist attacks on Israel and the slaughter of innocent civilians. Why did that take him three days? He goes on. We grieve for those who died. Pray for the safe return of those who've been held hostage and stand squarely alongside our ally Israel as it dismantles Hamas. We support Israel's right to defend itself against terror 
We must keep striving for a just and lasting peace for Israelis and Palestinians alike. That last sentence is amazing to me. If the Palestinians don't want a just and lasting peace, why are we striving to help them? Because that's been always the policy, Mark, this this administration before that with the Obama uh, and, and Biden administration before. Remember, John Kerry made the comment, there will be no peace in the Middle East without the Palestinians. We in the Trump administration, we said, no, we're going to go, go without them. We're going to work on economic incentives to bring the other uh, Middle East nations into it. And the Palestinians would come, they'd not come along. But what they do is they believe that you have to solve the Palestinian issue first. And I think they're wrong on this. And, you know, I remember going when we signed the Abraham Accords <clears throat> out there in front of the White House. I went to the lunch afterwards with, and I sat next to Tony Blair, the former prime minister of the, uh, the United Kingdom. And he looked at me and he said, you guys got this one right. We had it wrong. He's absolutely right. And I don't know why we do that. We shouldn't do it. You know, I'm of the, I'm of the mind, of course, part of it is my military mind. This is one of those who go back and, you know, take a, a cue from uh, from Ulysses S. Grant in the Civil War and it's unconditional surrender. The fact of the matter is, I would say very clearly that the leaders of Hamas, the leaders of the Palestinian Liberation Organization and even of Hezbollah, you have created, created uh, you have conducted yourselves in with crimes against humanity. And it's the same thing we did with the Nazis at the end of World War II and put them on a list saying, you are, we are coming for you and we will find you wherever you're at and we're going to kill you. It's that simple. And you make that very clear to them. We did that with Soleimani and we also did that with that time with Khamenei, the supreme leader of Iran. When we said after we got Soleimani, we said to Khamenei, you're next. You kill another American and we're coming for you. And we were dead serious in the Trump administration about it. It's how we went after Baghdadi and did the same thing. And when they need to do that, they need to put some respect and fear into these leaders that are nothing leading nothing more than terrorist states. And they haven't done it. And they need to be hard about it. I realize it's harsh. I got it, Mark. But this is not a, harsh this is to a me. general war against mankind. Problem is, General, we're stuck with this crowd for another year and a half. Yeah. We're stuck with we're stuck with them for another year and a half. And you and I know what needs to be done. Any really uh, red-blooded American who cares about our country and our allies, we all know what needs to be done. But it's not going to be done. And so now Israel has to use this opportunity, in my view, you know, all these world leaders issuing letters and support, but they're not supporting them. And they betrayed that country under different parties and so forth and so on. And now the consequences are being felt. And uh, Biden betrayed that country and the people there with his policies and so forth. And they say we all, all need to stand together. What do they mean by that? None of them are sending troops in. We'll, we'll give the Israelis arms and support. That's because mostly Congress wants to do it. And Biden will follow through, I suppose, in some ways. But the fact of the matter is, Talk is cheap. And now these, 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 the Jewish people there, literally, what's happened to their families, their kids, and so I mean, the number is now way over 1,000, which is an enormous number for a country that has 7 million Jews. So great, they're putting out their statement. It's like this Obama statement. This statement took him three days to put out because he wanted to be very careful. They looked at every word. They looked at every syllable. Rather than these bastards are the enemy, we should wipe them out and do everything humanly possible to help the Israelis, right? 
No, that's you're exactly right. I mean, this is this is actually unconstrained warfare, and they must treat it that way. Uh, it's a terrorist organization, and it's clear it's not going to be solved with with negotiations. And apparently, I heard I read something today that Hamas said, "Well, let's have some uh, peace discussions." I said, yeah. "My my attitude would be simple answer: no." And I would go for this unconditional surrender and just completely eliminate the organization. But I'll tell you, Mark, I really mean this. You have to go after the leadership. This is one of those you say to the leaders, we're coming after you. I don't care where you are. I don't care if you're hiding a box in the refrigerator. We're going to come find you and make sure they understand it and, and follow through with that. You know, that's happened before, and we need to do it again. This, this was a crime against humanity. And for people not to understand that, then they don't understand the moral imperative of never again. There are parallels in behavior. We're seeing it now, and we need to stop it. Full stop right now. And President Trump took out the top, you know, terrorist in Iran. Remind everybody, what happened to Yamamoto? You know, the, uh, the great military mind of the Japanese, of the Japanese uh, war machine. Remind everybody what we did to him. Well, we shot him down. I mean, we actually, near Bougainville, we actually were able to break through intelligence, find out where he's flying. We put a bunch of P-38 aircraft in the air and shot him out of the sky. Mm. And that's the same thing you the leaders. And, and nobody, by the way, nobody didn't bother anybody then. It shouldn't bother anybody now. We should understand that if you, if you condone what is actually happening, then, then you are, then you're a clear target. You know, Mark, I, I remember in, in September 2019, I visited Auschwitz in Poland with Vice President Pence. And, you know, those were the camps that made up the major side of the Nazis' final solution, the extermination of Jews. More than one million men, women, and children were murdered. And the visit was really pretty emotional to me. It was devastating. You know, it was a visit that ripped the heart. And I remember after boarding Air Force Two, I told the Vice President, for the first time in my life, I doubt the existence of God. And he stopped me and he said, no. It was not God that caused this. It was man that make man pay for it. And they have to do that. They have to hold these people accountable. They're the ones who sent these these terrorists on their way. And they're the ones they need to go after as well and make sure they never, ever do it again. General, I want to thank you very, very much. We're going to have to counter what's going to be now the propaganda of the Holocaust denying New York Times and much of the rest of the media. They're going to do the same thing to Israel they always do. Maybe they'll have a little chart like they always do, and uh, how many Palestinians, you know, have lost their lives in Gaza Strip. Well, Hamas knows how many Palestinians there are. It's the most dense area on the face of the world. Didn't uh, Hamas know it's the most, you know, dense? We don't need lectures about but they're going to have the tallies, you see. Tell me real fast, yes or no. During World War II, did we keep a tally on how many Germans, Italians, and Japanese we were killing during the war? Yeah, I mean, you're talking hundreds of thousands were killed. I'm during, saying, during did we war. have it on TV and they say, look at this, we've killed oh, this, we've killed that? No, no we didn't. No, we didn't. But, but I think it's, but Mark, I think it's okay to have it on TV. I think the world needs to see this. And no, I don't, because that's not why. They're not doing it to show the world. They're doing it to put pressure on Israel, not to complete the task. That's what they keep doing. Yeah. That's what they've done last time. No. That's, that, that's, that's an effort to use propaganda. Look at the Jews. They lost 1,000 people. Now they've killed 3,000 people. That's, that's what that's all about. General, I got to go. Heartbreak. My producer's in my ear. Thank you. God bless you, General. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or a 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals Welcome back. Welcome back, America. As the media start building their wall around the Biden administration and their policies. Mark, why are you playing politics? Let me tell you something. If we don't call a spade a spade, then we can't hold people to account. There's a reason why these Nazis didn't attack the Jews the four years in the prior administration, and there's a reason why they did a few days ago. Our policies mightily contributed to this. Our policies mightily funded this. There's no getting around that. The Israelis will have to figure out what happened on their end, but I know what happened on our end. Folks, we've been talking about this for two and a half years under Biden. And we talked about it for eight years under Obama. There's simply no question about it. Well, that's where we are. And we're going to discuss this at greater length. We're going to have Pompeo on the program. We're going to have McCarthy on the program. And we'll dig deeply into this more. Because I'll tell you what. This could happen to us, too. Because Iran is on the precipice of getting nuclear weapons that can hit our country. You see what they've done to those Jewish babies? The mothers and the grandmothers and the grandfathers and the girls? One of their commanders said, either recently or not, this isn't just about the Jews. It's about the Christians. It's about the atheists, the non-believers, and I'll use my phrase, the soft Muslims. They all need to be killed. They all need to be destroyed. That's what the Koran tells us to do. This is a Hamas commander. You know, the, the terrorists hit us on 9-11. They've hit us over and over and over again. And these clowns talk about climate change. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. 
is here. Now, broadcasting from, from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. I'm giving you the number. Don't call today. We just have too much going on, and I apologize that I can't get any callers. You know, we did anything to win World War II. So did the British. So did all of our allies. Anything and everything. Everything and everything. Anything. The British and the RAF and the United States Air Force, Army Air Corps, bombed Dresden in the smithereens. Tens of thousands died. Citizens. All through Europe, citizens were targeted. During our Civil War, Vicksburg, a prime example, but but there were others, citizens were targeted. We didn't send our men door to door to find enemies and to pinprick here and there, and hope you get the right guy, and all the rest of it. You had to destroy what existed. The Democrats rarely mention Harry Truman these days. Franklin Roosevelt dies, Harry Truman's the vice president, and he's told when he becomes president about two atomic bombs. They weren't sure they would work or not. They were really built for the Germans. But the Japanese just wouldn't surrender. The Battle of Okinawa, small island right off of Japan, was the costliest battle in terms of casualties in American history. And Truman concluded, we cannot defeat once and for all, Imperial Japan, which attacked us at Pearl Harbor, we cannot truly defeat them unless there's an unconditional surrender. He drops one bomb on Hiroshima, and they celebrated the fact that it worked. But the Emperor of Japan wanted a conditional surrender. Truman said no. A couple days later, he dropped the second atomic bomb on Nagasaki. The death toll combined is believed to be about 100,000 citizens. And God knows how many injured and how many other casualties. Truman literally blew two cities off the face of the earth. He said, enough is enough. We can't go on anymore. Those of you who saw the Oppenheimer movie, which was an extremely biased movie, you weren't told why Truman decided to drop those two atomic bombs. You weren't told anything about Okinawa.
No, I'm not suggesting we drop atomic bombs. I'm not suggesting any of that. I'm making a broader point. Look at how we fought in Iraq. Brave. Heroes. United States military. Trying all we could to avoid citizens. We were even willing to swap the lives of Americans. American citizens who had volunteered to be Marines, to be soldiers, and so forth. We were willing to have them killed and maimed to avoid civilian casualties in Iraq. I'm sorry, I don't agree with that. And ultimately, we lost. Iran controls the government in Iraq now. Iraq's the enemy. People say they're tired of these long wars. So am I. But wars are not always avoidable. Not because of us, but because of evil and the enemy. So you have to fight them the right way. Under all governments in Israel, pretty much, all parties in the majority, they were fighting wars in the Gaza Strip since 2007 when Hamas took it over and never relented. like we fought in Iraq. It's not a completely accurate example, but it's good enough. The Israelis have sent their tanks into the Gaza Strip before. But always, always stabbed in the back by our administrations, by the propaganda led by the Holocaust-denying New York Times, and now we have CNN and MSNBC that gives voice and platforms to Hamas supporters, who are also, incidentally, American haters. The whole point of media outlets trying to keep track of how many people will die in Gaza is to prevent Israel from winning. It's to prevent Israel from winning. They do it every time. Thomas Friedman comes out, the others at the New York Times come out, the Washington Post joins in, the TV networks join in, suddenly you're going to see all kinds of photos fed to them by Hamas and their allies. Suddenly it's the Jews who are the baby killers. And the Jews are out there to kill women. The moral imperative, though, is this. The Israelis didn't set out to kill anybody. They weren't and aren't targeting citizens. Benjamin Netanyahu said the other day, I'm urging the people of Gaza to get out. Now, what did he mean by that? Get out? Some relatives or whatever who are not in the Gaza Strip or move to a part of the Gaza Strip that's unlikely to be hit. 
They know where that is. Everybody does over there. But Hamas will prevent a lot of that. Because they know, they know that they need the statistics. They want to pressure the media with propaganda, which will then pressure the Biden administration, the European Union, and happens every damn time. Any network that starts acting like this is COVID and starts putting those numbers on the screen, you know they're in Hamas's corner. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I have to tell you something that speaks to the very core of our values as Americans. About a veteran-owned company on a mission to make a real difference in the lives of our military members. And of course, I'm talking about our great sponsor, Pure Talk. I absolutely love what they're doing. Our veterans gave everything to protect our nation. And Pure Talk understands the sacrifices they've made. Now, they've set an ambitious goal to eliminate $10 million in military debt by Veterans Day. But they can't do it alone. They need your help. When you switch to Pure Talk's lightning-fast 5G network, they'll donate a portion of every new order to this no cause and you can make a real difference just by choosing superior cell phone service and pure talks plans started just 20 bucks a month offering unlimited talk unlimited text more data and a mobile hotspot just go to puretalk.com slash levin l-e-v-i-n and make the switch let's rally together show our unwavering support for our veterans get the best service at the best price as well visit puretalk.com slash levin puretalk.com slash l-e-v-i-n and switch to pure talk today in less than 10 minutes it's the right move and it's the American way. Well, it's a pleasure to have Kevin McCarthy with us. You know, I was thinking, we don't have anybody speaking for our country. We have uh, Chuck Schumer, who's very busy in Communist China right now. We have Hakeem Jeffries, who put out a statement, but hasn't really been seen publicly talking about anything that's going on overseas in Israel. We uh, have no Republican. Who's speaking out? Of course, Joe Biden was having a barbecue, and here comes Kevin McCarthy, fills the void, and really gave a tremendous, tremendous speech. You know, Kevin McCarthy, you've been a friend of Israel since you've been in Congress. You've visited there scores of times. You've brought Democrats with Republicans over there. You were asked to speak to said on and on and on. There was peace breaking out all over the Middle East. People were feeling great, and now this. Now this, what do you make of this? I tell you, this is a combination between 9-11 and Pearl Harbor. The idea that 800 Israelis died is the equivalent of 30,000 Americans. That's over 1,000, just so you know. Yeah, I mean, it grows every time we look. And Mark, I'm going to tell you this. I am so furious of what transpired, but I'm furious of our lack of response. The president put a lid on today. The president put a tweet out about Ticketmaster funds or fees or whatever. Here we are on the wait, 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 wait a minute. Three Ticketmaster. He he put a tweet out about excess um, fees on hotels, rooms, concerts, and others. This is what this is the tweet he put out today. This is really going to scare Hamas. God help us. And I put out a five point plan. First of all, we've got to rescue the American hostages. We, this is not going to be Afghanistan. We're not going to leave any Americans behind. Second, we have to stand with Israel, but not just stand with Israel. Hamas has to be defeated. We should be moving right now. Like, 
you've been there lots of times. I've been there lots of times taking a lot of benefits. I was supposed to take all the new Republicans at the end of this month. We've been to the Iron Dome. They're trying to overwhelm the Iron Dome. And I promise you, most of these first missiles are going to be dumb rockets. So later they'll come back with precision-guided, long-range ones, thinking the Iron Dome doesn't have enough weaponry to take them out, right? So we should make sure we resupply that, the ammunition that they need. We should go after directly where this came from, Iran. When does the Wall Street Journal have better intel than the Secretary of State? Mm -hmm. And what we need to do is you refreeze that money, which is able to do it. But the key part we have to go after here is why this all got created, this appeasement. First, this administration started paying for hostages. Secondly, the appeasement to Iran. They used to produce only 400,000 barrels of oil a day. Now they're at 3 million. We have the sanctions on them right now, but it's not being enforced by this administration. We could shut down their money, make America produce the extra oil, create more jobs and more wealth here. And then what we need to do is look at our own failure in the intel. Why didn't we know this was happening? And what about our borders wide open? 151 people we caught so far this year from the, on the FBI terrorist watch list. In 2019, that number was zero. You know, you know, Kevin McCarthy, I watch these people. They pretend they didn't give $6 billion to the Iranian, the Iranians. It goes from this pool to that pool. They, uh, they wanted immediate de-escalation. They had to pull two tweets down. They're not going to do what you want them to do, even though it's a sure way to have an impact on Iran. They deny the intelligence that Iran was working with these other, what I call these, these Nazi organizations. And here's the thing. Hamas and Hezbollah has said Iran worked with them, and Iran said they worked with them, in addition That's to the Wall Street it. Journal. It's crazy. This administration pretends it's not. These, these people don't learn their lessons, Kevin McCarthy. No. They've made Iran stronger financially and funding more terrorism. If you look at the foreign, foreign currency fund, when the Biden administration came in, Iran only had $4 billion. Today, $70 billion in three years. And what are they doing with that money? We know they trained them. We know what went transpired for how long. We know what their plan is. This is why you got to go directly after Iran, and you have to say Hamas has to be destroyed. Not weakened, destroyed. Mm-hmm. And they haven't said that, have they? No. And the other thing that gets me, the other on the fifth point, we've got to end the anti-Semitism in this nation. Every single president at every college better step up for what is being said. But you know what's happening in the halls of Congress? I see the anti-Semitism. There's 10 Democrats that voted against even providing desert, uh, um, the Iron Dome. But what's even worse, you watch the the comments by these in the progressive, the squad. But you know what the Democrat leader says? No comment. That's not leadership. That's not standing up against it. You know what I did? I removed them from foreign affairs. When they wanted to hold a meeting of anti-Semitism, I took the, I took the room away from them. You know, mm-hmm. you've got to stand up to this. This is the 1930s all over again. You've got the axis of evil, Iran, Russia, and China bounding together. It's, you know, what's amazing to me, Kevin, is you'll watch Fox 
and you bring people in who are pro-American, who are pro-Israel, pro-our allies, who understand all that, and then you watch MSNBC as an example, and they literally have mouthpieces for Hamas. They have individuals they who are blaming Israel. Is this not amazing to you? What can they ever blame? You watch that children, Holocaust survivors, innocent civilians slashing their throats. I, I don't understand why this whole entire world isn't waking up and saying we've got to destroy Hamas. This is ISIS. And this is the other problem. You, do you know what the president said? The number one issue, the number one threat, more important than nuclear war, climate change. Mm-hmm. Because they're ideologues. That's what he's focused on our intel committee on. I mean, he just said that in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. And when they asked the spokesman today, no, we don't take that back. Climate change is very scary. The number one Uh, threat. I'll tell you what. The next year and a half is going to be a disaster for all of our allies. Uh, You see, Israel is now fighting for its survival. Yes. Taiwan is going to be fighting for its survival. Ukraine is fighting for its survival survival uh to be an ally of the united states under this regime the biden regime is to put a target on your back and on your forehead and hope for the best because i mean this administration everything it touches turns to blood i'll be perfectly honest with you i've never seen anything like this i don't even know of anything like this in modern american history do you no remember not in modern American history, but I know the 1930s a lot like it. Remember, three years ago, there was no war in Ukraine. Three years ago, there was no war with Israel in the prices. And we didn't have five embassies we had to evacuate. This is Biden's administration, which is causing this. We'll be right back with Kevin McCarthy. I have to tell you something that speaks to the very core of our values as Americans, about a veteran-owned company on a mission to make a real difference in the lives of our military members. And of course, I'm talking about our great sponsor, Pure Talk. I absolutely love what they're doing. Our veterans gave everything to protect our nation, and Pure Talk understands the sacrifices they've made. Now, they've set an ambitious goal to eliminate $10 million in military debt by Veterans Day. But they can't do it alone. They need your help. When you switch to Pure Talk's lightning-fast 5G network, they'll donate a portion of every new order to this no cause. And you can make a real difference just by choosing superior cell phone service. And Pure Talk's plans start at just 20 bucks a month, offering unlimited talk, unlimited text, more data, and a mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and make the switch. Let's rally together, show our unwavering support for our veterans, get the best service at the best price as well. Visit puretalk.com slash Levin, puretalk.com slash L-E-V-I-N, and switch to Pure Talk today in less than 10 minutes. It's the right move, and it's the American way. Mark Levin, the research arm of conservative media. Call in now, 877-381-3811. We're here with uh, Kevin McCarthy. He gave a fantastic speech today, really filled the void. And uh, it's really incredible that the... I'll be honest, you don't need to comment on this, sir. Mitch McConnell put out a statement he hasn't been really heard from today. Schumer's in China. He put out a statement. He hasn't really been heard from today. Hakeem Jeffries. Barack Obama finally got around to a three-sentence statement. It's your typical pablum. Joe Biden's at cookouts. Nobody knows where he is tonight. The pressure's on, so he's going to make some kind of statement that is prepared for him tomorrow. You know, the world looks at this, and they're shocked. And the world also looks at how eight individuals who are not conservatives, and I've gone through their histories before, 
can decapitate the conservatives in the uh, in the majority in the House of Representatives. Can you? Maybe you don't have any. Can you give me any insight into what's going on with all that? You know, we're trying to walk through that now, but you bring up a very good point. Think about what those eight have done by joining all of the Democrats. They put the whole house in jeopardy. Think about if government was shut down right now and our troops were not being paid and we're asking them to put that uh, aircraft carrier strike team, Gerald Ford, into place and they wonder whether they're getting paid. I mean... We've got eight people that joined with all the Democrats, 4%, when 96% said they should do something else. They get to decide now. That's not a majority. That's not a, This is the only thing conservatives have a majority in, and this is what they want to give up on. It, 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 to me, it's unbelievable. I, I don't know of any serious, known conservative. And I don't mean some guy just runs a website or something. I mean Victor Davis Hanson, list after list after list of conservatives who've been fighting to defeat the left, been fighting to shrink the size of government, fighting to secure the border their entire lives. Mm -hmm. Who supported this? And so my question to you is this. There's two running. You've got uh, Scalise and Jordan. And I'm hearing people, I don't even know if they can get a majority. Has has anybody approached you, I'm just curious, and said, you know what, you should run too. I mean, I'm not campaigning. I'm just curious, is any of that going on, or do you know? Look, I didn't go to conference tonight. I'm going to let them work it out. There have some that approached it, but I look, the conference has to unite. The conference has to decide, do they want to be a majority or not? We're failing the American public if, if we allow this to continue. Because I, you know, I saw what was happening in Israel prior to this attack. Mm-hmm. And the radical left in Israel kept undermining the Netanyahu government. Every day exactly. they'd turn out fifty to 100,000 people demanding democracy while supporting a judicial oligarchy. And then I even hear some of them say today on TV that, that, that Netanyahu's proposals weakened Israel, distracted Israel, when in fact it was the same radical hard wing left in Israel as it is in our own country that undermines elected Republican governments. And so I was just wondering about this. Do you think anybody's having second thoughts? A few of them have approached me, but I'll tell you, these eight, remember, they're the same people who voted against securing the border, cutting government, and making, taking that battle to the Senate. But then they wanted to argue that somehow we did something wrong when they wouldn't allow us to keep the government open by cutting it and actually securing the border, making that argument. It's just, it's infuriating. Because By the way, I want to talk Pelosi about... and Hakeem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I want to, I'll tell you, if they do something stupid now, I don't think the American people are going to forgive the Republicans. I really don't. They could lose the majority. And um, if they can't get a majority for Scalise, they can't get a majority for Jordan, you might want to drop your hat in the ring again. But I get it. You don't want to be involved in or seen as, you know, preening for for the job again. But, you know, people need to think about these things. And uh, I hope they do it. My, My question to you now is this. American intelligence 
American intelligence couldn't tell us that a Chinese spy balloon was a Chinese spy balloon. Mm -hmm. They couldn't tell us about 9-11 before 9-11. Okay. Uh, They couldn't tell us about what Iran was up to in this latest round of terrorism, but this one being, I mean, humongous. Do we have a serious problem in this country with American intelligence? I will tell you, there's a concern I have, but I'm part of Gang of Eight. I am impressed with um, a lot of things the CIA does. Um, very impressed with Burns. I, I, I'm 100% honest there. Um, but how can they have intelligence when you have a wide open border? 160 different countries coming through. You're catching people on the terrorist watch list, but how many people are you not catching? Who knows if there's a cell sitting inside? That's the part I have no trust with. And then the concern here is, this was a long-planned incident. Yes, it happened in Israel, but we should know it's happening as well. So we need to reassess, where are we? Why didn't we know this was going to happen? We pride ourselves with Israel and America knowing these different things going on, and neither of us knew. How could Hamas plan along with Iran, be in Beirut, and how can the Wall Street Journal have it, but the Secretary of State says he sees no proof, and they say it today? Are they telling the truth when they say that? You know, I know everybody's citing the Wall Street Journal, but I have to be honest with you. Hamas said it. Hezbollah said it. 40, Iran said it even ago. before the yes. Wall Street Journal reported it. Yes, they tweeted it. They're bragging about it. it it's, it, you know, uh, it's, it's really quite unbelievable. Do you think when you look at the squad and the Democrat Party, you had to deal with or get around some of these people and you pointed out you threw Omar off the Foreign Affairs Committee or was it intelligence either one fine by me no it's foreign affairs. I did the, yeah. I did the Democrat sleeping with the Chinese spy off intelligence when yeah. Pelosi kept him on yeah Swalwell and shift which was terrific because you've put your yeah, foot but, down where they wouldn't but that's my question to you my question mm-hmm. is the Democrat Party has allowed this anti Semitic, even now pro-Hamas wing of its own party, to have influence, to get bigger and bigger. The media can't wait to put AOC on every program, despite her anti-Semitism and so forth and so on. So the Democrat Party and the Democrat Party media, this has become a constituent group of theirs, hasn't it? They need now this this growing, hate-filled sort of democrat socialist ideological hard left marxist types it's now part of their party i think is it not it's a growing part of their party i will tell you this just as i would take the republicans to israel they would do that with the democrats once aoc was elected they made it a political problem for democrats to go and you watch where they literally voted against providing Iron Dome, which is a defensive ability to knock rockets out of the sky from killing innocent civilians. They voted against it. Unbelievable. And they're going to read you something. And the flags they fly in the Capitol. Well, you made that point today that they they fly every flag in these other countries in our country, but in other countries overseas, obviously, they've been flying the Israeli flag, and we're not doing that here. Mm Mm-mm. And we're not flying the Israeli flag, so to show our support. The Israelis flew the American flag after 9-11. 
You would think we'd immediately say, you know what, my border policies are wrong. We better start locking down that border. They don't even think about the border, Biden, in that way. Or, you know, we better really start strengthening our military a little bit. We're getting stretched between all these countries. and They don't even think about that. No proposals coming out of this White House. Really no attention paid. They think they can control everything. They can't control anything. I think we're in for a very rough year and a half there, Mr. I was going to call you Mr. Speaker. Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> Thank you. But history repeats itself when you don't pay attention to it. Lowering our stockpiles, appeasement. Think of everything that he did. When he went and met with Putin before Putin invaded Ukraine, what did he do? He lifted the sanctions off Nord Stream 2 and asked nothing. Iran. He offended our allies, Saudi Arabia and others, and appeased Iran and provided them money. And they just funded terrorism. Let them, didn't enforce the sanctions. Let them produce more oil. Attacked the producers in America so the price of oil goes higher. What does that say to our Afghanistan? The debacle there. That he, he personally made those decisions. Left Americans, knowingly left Americans behind. Our allies started thinking they needed to go to China. Didn't know whether we'd be there. And then, when our closest of allies has more of their citizens killed, the most since the Holocaust, he has a barbecue, he puts a lid on it, and he tweets about some, some fees on a concert ticket. The world is watching for the world leader to act like a leader. And as you just pointed out, his spokes idiot, representing Biden, tells the entire world, after the Israelis go through this slaughter for the last two days, and now they're going to have to go to war, and they're going to lose God knows how many patriotic young men and women. That's not the biggest problem we face in the world. Climate change is in the face of terrorism and terrorist states and what they've unleashed. They still say climate change. So again, what do our enemies think of that? They go, oh my God, we attacked our allies. We'll attack them. And they'll still be talking about climate change, no? Exactly. They'll weaken, he weakens America, strengthens our enemies, and then wonders why the world is not safe. It is his policies that is causing this. All right, my friend. Well, we wish you well. That was Thank a you, fantastic my friend. I appreciate you greatly. And you too. Thank you. Take care of yourself. You know, I haven't mentioned this in days, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm going to do it now because I really think it's important. This little book I wrote called The Democrat Party Hates America. Now more than ever. Now more than ever. You need to understand at a very substantive and deep level what we're up against in our own country. Why we don't secure our border against possible terrorists. Why we don't support our ally. That is the Jewish state of Israel. Oh Mark, we give them, I'm not talking about that. We gave the Iranians 70 billion dollars. We don't give the Israelis 70 billion dollars. In this last check it's 6 billion dollars. We gave the Palestinians hundreds of millions into the billions of dollars. Why? Well, these are things you need to understand. Really understand. 
the Democrat Party hates America. It is interesting the times we live in. Rachel Maddow's book is shooting way up, I'm told. Another hate America screed. Cassidy Hutchison's book is shooting way up. Another hate Trump screed. (laughs) I just feel sometimes we are in such a dark place. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I have to tell you something that speaks to the very core of our values as Americans. About a veteran-owned company on a mission to make a real difference in the lives of our military members. And of course, I'm talking about our great sponsor, Pure Talk. I absolutely love what they're doing. Our veterans gave everything to protect our nation, and Pure Talk understands the sacrifices they've made. Now, they've set an ambitious goal to eliminate $10 million in military debt by Veterans Day. But they can't do it alone. They need your help. When you switch to Pure Talk's lightning-fast 5G network, they'll donate a portion of every new order to this no cause. And you can make a real difference just by choosing superior cell phone service. And Pure Talk's plans start at just 20 bucks a month, offering unlimited talk, unlimited text, more data, and a mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and make the switch. Let's rally together, show our unwavering support for our veterans, get the best service at the best price as well. Visit puretalk.com slash Levin, puretalk.com slash L-E-V-I-N, and switch to Pure Talk today in less than 10 minutes. It's the right move, and it's the American way. Well, I want to know, I want you to learn something about a fellow by the name of Kaveh Afrasibi. This is from the Al Jaminer website, which is fantastic. Biden pardons New York Times writer charged as Iran agent as new influence operation exposed. Wow. By Iris Stoll. Frequent New York Times contributor pardoned by U.S. President Joe Biden after being charged as a paid foreign agent of Iran says he's planning to return to teaching. The New York Times, which published more than a dozen articles and letters to the editor by him, finally acknowledged the federal criminal charges against him only in the context of a report that he was among five Iranians, including in a prison swap in which five Americans were freed by Iran and the United States released $6 billion to Iran. The Times article did not mention that Afrasibi's work published in the newspaper and it inaccurately described the charges against him as being an unregistered lobbyist. See, the New York Times lies all the time, particularly about terrorists and terrorism. Believe it or not, especially about Jews. If you've read Unfreedom of the Press, you know what I'm talking about. Biden's full pardon of this Iranian mouthpiece issued on September 14, includes four terms. It says he shall not commit any additional crime against the United States, that he waives any claims against the U.S. or its employees, that he waives any claims to funds already seized, and that he shall not accept or otherwise receive any financial benefit, directly or indirectly, in any matter or amount, from a book, movie, publication, and on and on. So violating the conditions could void the pardon, Biden warned. However, even those conditions may not be sufficient to satisfy critics of the prisoner swap, yeah, including me. Senator Tom Cotton, for example, wrote to U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, arguing he should reverse the deal, which encourages Iran to make more hostages and gifts. Wow, that's a radical view. Isn't it? Of course not. Now, this guy was arrested in January 2021. He acknowledged to Al 
that he was paid by the Iranian mission at the U.N. He pleaded not guilty, arguing that he was in an agent of peace committed to U.S. OK, got it. Anyway, why would Biden pardon this guy? He's one of the people he sent to Iran with the six billion dollars. Now, we're going to have former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo on the program in the next half hour for a short visit. And one of the reasons I wanted to have the former secretary is to ask him this question. Apart from all the lies the Biden administration is feeding to our media and our media regurgitating it, Biden essentially gave $6 billion to a regime that wanted to assassinate you. And still wants to assassinate you. How does that make you feel? You realize nobody's asked Mike Pompeo this question. I asked the question, although he wasn't present, of course. I asked the question on one of the Fox appearances over the weekend. All this told you not in the right account, wrong account. You and I know how to deal with that. The money's fungible and all the rest. But you can't explain why a president of the United States would give this kind of money to regime that seeks to murder the former Secretary of State. Isn't it amazing how the corporate media and their left-wing goons just let this stuff slide? I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. You know, America, let me address this this way. When you're fighting evil, Over and over and over and over again. At some point you must destroy it before it destroys you. What the Hamas Nazis, what the Palestinian Authority Nazis, the Hezbollah Nazis, and the Iranian Nazis have been doing to Israel goes on and on and on and on. It is a moral imperative that Israel destroy as many of these subhumans as possible. And it is simply impossible to avoid civilian casualties. But the difference between a human being and a rabid subhuman terrorist is that, number one, you didn't start it. Number two, your goal isn't to blow out all the civilians. But number three, your goal is to defend yourself. What's left unsaid all the time when the New York slimes and their ilk, when the squad and their ilk, and when liberals that I hear on TV and their ilk start to make comparative points about how many of this died, how many of that died. 
These are not moral people who are making these points. They're utterly immoral people. When we decided to destroy the various enemies that were attacking us, we didn't keep a head count on how many of them we killed or how many civilians might have been killed. But we did not accept the fact that more needed to be done and done in a quick way to destroy an amoral evil. And so these battles go on, there's no decisive end, and now look at Afghanistan. We lost. Look at Iraq, we lost. But look at Germany at the end of World War II, we won. Look at Italy, we won. Look at Japan, we won. And the world's a better place for it. The Israelis are fighting for their own existence. If 5,500, 5,500 missiles were fired from Mexico into Houston, into Dallas, into Albuquerque, into Tucson, into Phoenix, And on and on and on. What would our politicians say and what would you want? What would our politicians say and what would you want? First of all, no missile defense system on the face of the earth could ever stop all of that. Secondly, would it be an intelligence failure? Is it an intelligence failure that fentanyl comes into this country and kills 100,000 people? Every year? Is that an intelligence failure? And what if there were video of American, red-blooded American babies being shot in their cribs? Or American grandparents or grandmothers being forced at gunpoint into jeeps Or let's say there's a Taylor Swift festival going on in an outside arena. And across the border come the drug cartels, slaughtering everybody in sight. And grabbing American women, girls, and shipping them over the border to rape them. Would we be saying, well, we got to make sure the civilian casualties over there in Mexico, we got to make sure we keep it down, just track down the bad guys? No, we wouldn't. We'd say, beat the S out of them, crush them, so they can never do it again. What about the civilians? Well, let them overthrow their own government, let them blame their own government. We have to worry about our civilians, our grandmothers, our mothers, our babies. When we say, oh, we need to de-escalate, what are you talking about? We need to say, oh, no, 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 we need equality. What? 
There's good and there's evil. When evil raises its ugly head and strikes out like there's another Holocaust going on, people expect the Jews that lost half of their population in the most horrific ways to de-escalate? We have people in America today that we've let in America, people on MSNBC and CNN today, people who write for the New York Times and, and other major publications in this country, trying to make a moral equivalency between what just occurred and the ability of Israel to defend itself. And you want to talk about restraint. I'll show you restraint. Israel does in a minute, but Israel has nuclear weapons. They haven't used any. It's not on the table. And yet Iran wants nuclear weapons. And everybody knows they'll use them, including against us. Israel will do us and the entire world a favor at a tremendous cost to its people to crush this regime and these terrorists at any cost. And that includes any cost to them. Again, I'm not talking about nukes. I'm talking about how restrained they are. And they are going to lose a ton of troops. Because the enemy's been dug in a long time and has been plotting a very, very long time. I was in this town with my family called Surat, or Surat if you like. And one of the places we visited was a kindergarten slash daycare center. Right on the dam border. And they had all these mechanisms in place to try and protect the kids there. I guarantee you it was breached. I guarantee you those little kids, if they were there, were slaughtered. And my wife and I made a significant contribution so they could beef up their security there. I wonder what happened to that place. To all the little kids and the teachers. I'll bet they've been slaughtered. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. It's an honor to have former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Mike Pompeo. Now, I don't know if anyone's asked you this question. They debate about the $6 billion. This is a regime that wants to assassinate you and John Bolton and other Americans, uh, and that would-be assassin was charged by this administration, and you sit there and you see them transfer $6 billion to them. We can quibble over accounts. I don't much give a damn. I mean, you must say to yourself, what in God's name is going on here? What, what was your reaction? Yeah, um, there's no doubt about that, Mark. Uh, my, my wife feels the same way. And we can see not only have they threatened to assassinate me and Ambassador Bolton, but they've now killed nine Americans. Uh, that's pretty clear. And taken others hostage almost certainly as well. 
uh, what's going on today in Israel and the Gaza Strip uh, is clearly Iranian activity. And this administration giving them this wealth, not only the $6 billion, but they, they're not enforcing the sanctions anymore, Mark. Now uh, they have almost $70 billion in foreign exchange reserves available for the Iranian regime to spend. And when I left office, they had less than 10. Uh, that's just indecent. And they have now funded and fueled this terror campaign of these barbaric medieval actors known as Hamas. And the United States has been party to that by underwriting it. You know, Mr. Secretary, I watch, and I've asked a couple of other guests the same thing, some of these other cable networks that have pro-Hamas, I don't know any way to say it, uh, guests and hosts. And apparently all the horrific news and videos that they're seeing, they still attack and complain about Israel. And these are people who are leftists. These are people, many, who defend the Democrat Party. These are people in the Democrat Party. You and I have been around a little while. We've never seen anything like this before, have we? No, nothing like this before. We're a significant piece, and these aren't just a handful of actors. This is this is the left center of the Democrat Party, uh, the Democrat Socialists. These are these are all serious people engaged in the Democratic Party's political process. These aren't wingnuts. They, they are talking about Hamas as if somehow they've been so mistreated, and that whatever happened to them somehow justifies raping, pillaging, killing two hundred people who were just doing nothing more than going to. Uh, a concert or a party in southern Israel. No, it, it's unexplainable to me. I was in Dallas this week, and there was a big protest, pro-Palestinian protest. Look, we we know this. We know we know that this is not all of the Palestinian people, but we know that they have permitted their leadership to become terrorist and haven't done a thing about it for an awfully long time. And they have now killed over fourteen hundred innocents in Israel. Mm-hmm. People, not just Israelis, but Americans and people from other countries as well. And to see these Democrats saying that and not seeing Chuck Schumer and the other Democrat leaders criticize them, take them on directly. It's just simply indecent, Mark. It really is grotesque in the defense of Biden. I'm seeing by the Democrats in the media rather than saying, you know, we need to rethink some of this stuff here Um, and and pointing the figure everywhere else. I mean, Mr. Secretary, if 5,500 missiles were shot into the United States from Mexico by the drug cartels and they they come through our open border and they slaughter, it would have to be the equivalent of what, like 40,000 Americans, something like that? And uh, and then grab the women to go uh, on the other side and rape them. Would we be... Would the American people say, no, we need to be careful here, don't kill that many civilians? Wouldn't we say, okay, time for holy hell? I hope we would. Um, I think most of us would. I- I'm afraid there's a handful who would say, sort of take the, the approach of, gosh, you know, America brought it. We've seen the blame America first crowd too often, Mark. No, America would not only be right uh, to say we're going to extract vengeance and we are going to take down this threat, that is, we're going to eliminate this risk. Um, but it would also be the case that if any other country told us, hey, you need to stand down or you need to ceasefire, you need to back off, we'd be rightfully angry and we would ignore them and we would do what we needed to do to protect Americans. You know, you're a man of deep faith, a Christian. You've been in the Middle East over and over and over again. You contribute mightily to peace in the Middle East. And peace was breaking out all over the place. What kind of a 
politician, what kind of so-called experts, many of them out of the Obama administration, would light a fire to all of this and revert to past course and even worse. They have a whole theory in the Middle East, I've been reading about it, which is Iran becomes the balance to Israel when they get nuclear weapons. They shouldn't get them right away, but we need this balance and so forth. And Obama waits and waits and waits and puts out a couple of sentence moronic statement. Shouldn't we politically hold the people accountable who, who have contributed to this if we can? Mark, we have to. We have to do it to keep America safe, to watch what President Obama did. And then the way we went in and fixed it and we built out more prosperity, a great deal more stability in the Middle East and have Brighton go back saying, oh, we're going to go do the appeasement plan again. We're going to underwrite the Iranians, the world's largest state sponsor of terror. Uh, it is, there's, I can't explain it. I get asked, like, can you explain what they're thinking? I've, I've heard this balancing theory. Make no mistake about it. The Iranians don't want to balance the thing. They want to wipe Israel from the face of the earth. They want to continue to slaughter Jews, and they are prepared to do whatever it takes to achieve that end. And our responsibility is to make sure we protect Americans and support the people of Israel as they do the work to protect themselves. It is incomprehensible to me how the Biden administration came in and within days had Iranian espionage folks, people connected to Iran working inside the administration. They funded the Palestinians who were still promising they were going to pay people to kill to pay to slay, pay people to kill uh, actors inside of Israel. And this was the nation that we decided, no, we want to support them. We want to give them American taxpayer money. Uh, it's really dangerous for the United States. We, uh, this was a, a big failure of intelligence in Israel. We should be very sure we know what's going on, not only in Israel, but all around the world, including inside the United States today. And let me ask you a personal question. You spent, really, the highlight of your career successfully bringing peace to the Middle East. You are on the Iranian hit list, I mean, to be taken down, taken out. You see what's happening to your fellow human beings over there now. It's hard to sleep at night with all this, isn't it? It is, Mark. Um, You know, as a Christian, I, I keep praying, praying for the people of Israel, praying for the the Jews there to protect their rightful homeland, uh, praying that we will find a pathway to eliminate this evil, uh, something else we all know, right? It reminds you that there is good and evil in the world. You can just see it and feel it when you watch these videos. Uh, it breaks my heart to see what's happening there, and I, I lose a lot of sleep thinking, uh, were we still there? Were we still able to exercise American influence and American power? Could we have prevented this from happening? Uh, and it breaks my heart to see that the Biden administration just unwound the direction, which was to isolate the Iranians, put them in the box, and build out alliances between Christians and Jews and Muslims throughout the Middle East in a way that would have protected an awful lot of human life. I I see some of these videos, Mr. Secretary, and um, it really does remind me of the Holocaust. The little kids, the babies, the swastikas the girls that they're shoving into the jeeps to drive over the over the border there, the slaughter of all those kids at that festival, just mowed them down and grabbed what they could. I mean, this if, if, if this isn't Nazi-like, Hitlerian, then I don't know what is. I have 30 seconds left for your final thought. I think that's a pretty good summary. 
and it requires a response like the one that we got around to uh, too late but got around to after the holocaust right we we extracted we, we, we took the vengeance that was appropriate and we eliminated the threat we need to make sure that in the days ahead it's going to be tough and the weeks ahead it's going to be tough we need to make and sure we're going to want to have you back because you're a moral standard god bless you my friend In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. This is Radio Free America on the Mark Levin Show. Call now, 877-381-3811. If Israel does not unleash hell on the Hamas Nazis, it won't survive. The reason you have a country and a society, first and foremost, is to protect the people who live within it. If in the end you can't do that, you won't survive. I don't care if you're the Roman Empire or before that, Athens. You can't survive. And let me ask you a question. If Israel were to do tit for tat and then sue for some kind of negotiation, how would you feel after seeing all those videos? If you hear all these stories, what would you think? I know what I'd think. Well, you've got to put yourself in their shoes. They need to blow the enemy off the face of the earth. In other words, crush them. And will be enormously expensive in lives for the Israelis, the Jews over there. Because they're going to lose a lot of them. They're way outnumbered. They're surrounded. And they've got an enemy in the north that has 150,000 missiles. Funded by the Iranian regime, they're far more sophisticated and accurate than the missiles Hamas fired. That's what they're facing. And Iran wants a nuclear weapon. 
Because if Iran uses a nuclear weapon on the Israelis, who will use a nuclear weapon to stop them? Will we? Will Europe? No, I don't think so. Think about things that way. And the only reason these people are hated is because they're Jewish. Because they survived. They survived the Babylonians, the Persians before that. They survived the Romans, the Ottoman Empire. They survived Nazi Germany. They survived the War for Independence. They survived the 67 war, the 73 war. And now they've been hit harder as a nation state than any time in its history. And what are they supposed to do? What would we do? I think we know what we would do. You know, when I saw these videos of parents being separated from their children or the execution of a child or streets filled with dead Jews, my mind immediately went back to the black and white film of these various concentration camps of Kristallnacht. One girl pulled out from behind that jeep with her hands tied behind her back. Looked like my daughter. Grabbed her by the hair, shoved her into the back of the jeep, probably never to be seen again. Three tough guys. How many of you have a daughter? who's 18, 20, 22 years old, they go to a concert. And then they disappear. The face of that young girl, teenager, maybe a young adult, grabbed from that festival, put on a motorcycle with one of the Nazis in front, one behind, to prevent her from escaping, looking out, Help me, help me, help me. An attractive young lady, we know it's going to happen to her. It's already happened. And her father knew nothing about it until he saw the video. Is that what the Jews do to the Palestinians? They break into people's homes and execute them in their sleep? Parents, children, grandparents? Is that what they do? Where do they do that? And it was amazing. The Holocaust goes on. The Holocaust wasn't one year in length. The Holocaust goes on and on and on. And millions of people die before anybody notices or gives a damn. In our own country, the New York Times 
which is extremely hostile to Israel. Thomas Friedman, who is a big advocate for the Palestinians. That corporation, that corporation spent years censoring the Holocaust, even though it was owned by Jews. Because Franklin Roosevelt, Mr. Iconic Democrat, felt the least amount known by the American people, the better. It really wasn't until 1944 that the American people began to understand what was taking place. You had reporters from Britain and other parts of Europe who couldn't believe the coverage of our media. Couldn't believe it. The New York Times had one of its managing editors, now gone, died, it's been like 25 years, conducted a report of its own so-called reporting during the Holocaust, and of course, it was mostly cover-up. The New York Times correspondent in Berlin was sympathetic to the Third Reich. And in order to remain in Germany during the war to get those important stories back in order to cover up the Holocaust. He behaved himself, but he really was sympathetic to it. And yet it'll be in the New York Times that people will turn to for all the news that's fit to print. Paper record. Which will lie, which will deceive, which will project, which will censor. New York Times is a corporation, that's all it is. A corporation with a printing press. Its reporters, its editorial board, its managers, editors, owners, they don't have a moral guide. If you're a moral person. And yet that newspaper corporation has survived. Even though it covered up the Holocaust. Now they're going to report on what's going on in Israel. Oh, I can't wait for day four, five, six, when the Israelis really go on the offensive to try and blow out this this Nazi-like entity. MSNBC has already showed us ankle. In fact, it showed us more. It showed us their damn ass. They can't bring on enough pro-Hamas mouthpieces. A whole conga line. Hosts, guests... Same corporation that owns MSNBC owns NBC, and of course it's Comcast out of Philadelphia. They don't give a damn, do they? What about the television network? Now, television was really budding back then, it was nascent. Radio broadcast networks, most of them were the ones that got into television. Radio broadcast networks, the news, they were told to tamp it down. Franklin Roosevelt changed the license period from two years to six months. Put his campaign manager in charge of the FCC. And any broadcast platform that didn't comply with what he wanted, 
had the license pulled or threatened. A number of the big networks went crawling to Roosevelt. This is all in the book. I think it's an unfreedom of the press. And told them that they will do whatever he requests of them. Just as they pretty much do that with Biden. Already, the way NBC has reported all this is Republicans attacking Joe Biden, the Democrat. I guess he doesn't deserve to be attacked, does he, America? For what he's helped unleash. I saw one liberal whose name I'm not permitted to say, but you would know if I mentioned it. She turned the whole thing against Netanyahu. Because she supported the elements that wanted to take out Netanyahu within Israel. So that was a time, you see, to advance that cause. These are dark days and dark times, so it's very, very important that you keep your head. It's very important that you educate and inform yourselves. Very important that you know which propaganda mill to reject completely, which hosts, which guests, wherever they may be, are to be rejected, and that and that we join the chorus of never again. Truth is, if the Israelis blow out these terrorists, they'll be doing us a great, great, great favor. Right back. Mark Lovin. We don't have enough time to play the whole thing, but we have a montage put together by Trumpet Daily of CNN and MSNB ho- MS- yeah, yeah, yeah. MSNBC hosts and guests. In defense of Hamas. So let's begin. Cut nine. Go. And there has been uh, the most aggressive encroachment into the West Bank by this far right coalition government. This is Andrea Mitchell. So the coalition is far right. You know, like Nazis. The Jewish coalition. She is a disgrace. What a disgusting buffoon. Go ahead. Uh, this mobilization that has been going on for a year and that is reaching critical points. Uh, not completely observed by the outside world, frankly. Provocations day after day, time after time, um, it was was nonstop, and it seems like uh, the Netanyahu government is not willing to uh, to uh, to bring any peace to the region. You believe it's it? conflicting for me because you have people in there and innocent bystanders that'll be involved in it, but at the same time, it's it's like we you know what other choice did they have? Do you condemn Jeez. what Hamas did? In- inside Israel to Israeli civilians. There are dead and there are hostages. First and foremost, the Western media must really abandon this framework that has gotten us to where we are today. Okay, but I just want the, to... Uh, the loss of civilian life is tragic in all sides. Mm-hmm. You've counted 70 Israeli deaths. There is more than 200 Palestinian deaths so far, mm-hmm. more than 1,600. Entire, entire residential compounds are being wiped out. This is a war crime committed by Israel. What is more there you tragic? Go. There you go. This is a spokesman for the Palestinians, by the way. So don't just tell me it's Hamas. 
the Palestinian Authority, all these, go ahead. Or equally tragic is the blindness and the Shut deafness up, you idiot. of the world. You terrorist bastard. Shove it. And by that I mean shove it. Take your sword and shove it. And thanks a lot, MSNBC and CNN. You're doing a great job. You'd probably be rooting for the Third Reich if this were the 1930s. I want to salute all of you patriots who know good from evil. I'll see you tomorrow. God bless.